Nickel wearing combat boot, whatever you have on your feet, whatever your personality is, listen, I welcome you. I welcome you here because I can't take you where I haven't been. So I'd like to take you on a journey every time you tune in to my podcast because you know, there's been some serious potholes, oh my God, and some serious landmines that I have stepped on. I know you're saying, what is she talking about? I'm not talking about in the natural. I'm talking about emotional potholes, emotional landmines. The thing that we as women, we're accountable for our own behavior at a certain point in time. We have to be sick and tired of being sick and tired of being sick and tired of doing the same thing over and over and over again. And so I love speaking to women. I know that I've come from uh, from pain to power and from power to victory. Oh, yes, I have. And I speak to women all over the world with different circumstances, with different issues. But one thing we have in common, my sister, is that wherever we came from, environmental impact, you know, causes sometimes dysfunctional behavior. Mm-hmm. Environmental impact. That's what I want to talk to you about, the dis- dysfunction that we have picked up, the environmental impact that has given us heartache and strength at the same time. Oh, yeah. If you're still here and you're at the sound of my voice, mm-hmm, learn behavior can take us on a journey. Learn behavior and environmental impact can take us on a road straight to fatal attraction because you know, women, we have gone through and continue to go through things daily. And if we don't check in with ourselves, if we don't check in with ourselves, then we can lose ourselves inside of somebody else's life. We can lose ourselves inside of the very thing that we do because I always let women know and people in general that, for instance, I am a singer. I can name a couple other things, but a lot of people know me mainly as a singer. And most recently, I won't say most recently because it's been some years, let's just say the singer part. People know me as a singer and sometimes, I'm using this as a reference, people will try to um, relate to me as a singer, but singing is what I do, right? That's not who I am. If you're a nurse, being a nurse is what you do. It doesn't necessarily mean that's who you are innate as a person. And last week we talked about the strengths and the weaknesses. And many of you asked me to do a part two. So next week I'll be doing a part two to nothing is wrong with me. And I'll be breaking down those temperaments in full. I'll spend a certain amount of time in sharing with you the fullness and the depth of what I was trying to explain to you in a snapshot version of the podcast titled, uh, Nothing is Wrong with Me. So I hope that you will continue to be on this journey with me with my podcast that I put out every Friday around 1.30 p.m., but it is on Spotify and iTunes. I just want to be able to speak into your life, to be able to help you get from that place. What pain from, from pain to power and from power to victory. I want to see you win. I want to see you all win. That's what I want to do, and that is my purpose of speaking to you. So before we go any further, those of you who have been on my Facebook Live and my uh, Periscope and, and YouTube, those of you who have mainly seen me on Facebook Live, 
with my Bravo segments, you know what we do. We take that right hand, left hand, any hand. You put it on your heart, your mind. Put it wherever you need, but you need to touch yourself and say Bravo to me. Bravo to me because if you wait for someone to come and encourage you, if you wait for someone to come and say good job or just to get you out of a broken place, sometimes, ladies, no one ever shows up. So I'm telling you that we must learn to encourage ourselves. So I'm on this Bravo, this Bravo thing by sharing with you to say Bravo to yourself. This Bravo, I want to call it a movement. <laughs> this Bravo movement, right? So you touch yourself. You take that right hand, left hand, put it on your mind, your heart, anywhere, and say Bravo to me. So on the count of three, we're going to say Bravo. I'm right here with you. One, two, three. Bravo. Ah, that felt good. That felt good because you might not have had any encouragement in a very long time. And I want you to learn how to encourage yourself because there have been many, many lonely days where no one knocked on my door. And I'm sure I'm not the only one that has gone through this, right? People you expected to come and check on you. People, and I'm not saying this is across the board, but after speaking to so many women, I find this is not an isolated type of topic. It's not isolated. It's really upfront because people will fail you, right? People will always fail you. People you expect to come and help you. People you expect to come and say a kind word. Well, expectation, you got to get rid of that word concerning people because when you expect and it doesn't happen, what happens? Your heart becomes broken. You feel like you've been abandoned. So what you need to learn to do is expectation is low and acceptance is high. Accept who people say they are. Accept who people show you they are. Accept the fact that maybe they can't be what you need them to be to you at this present moment. Maybe they're on their, on their way. So we must learn. We must learn how to put acceptance high and expectation low. That doesn't mean it's negative. That doesn't mean it's a pessimistic thing. It's a reality. It's a, it's, it checks you. It keeps you in reality to let you know that you got to guard your heart. It doesn't mean that you look at someone and say, oh, you'll never be nothing. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about for your personal life, for you and what you need out of your life. You must learn how to encourage yourself. So last week we had a great time uh, sharing about the temperament profile. And so I, I, I just felt this, this thing in me, <laughs> this thing in me that dropped on me. And I'm saying like, okay, what can I give the women for the next week? And fatal attraction immediately dropped in my spirit. Sure did. Sure did. Because I guess what? Everybody knows about a fatal attraction, don't they? But remember what I'm doing is segueing from last week into the temperament profile. That's why next week you ask for it. I'm going to give it to you. The in-debt teaching on the temperament profile, the phlegmatic, the choleric, the, uh, the uh, melancholy mm -hmm, and the sanguine, all of those temperaments, what do they represent? They represent your needs and your wants. That's how we're wired. 
our needs and our, want, our wants. And when they're not met, when they're unmet, guess what we do, women? We go all in the wrong places looking for that thing called love. We go in the wrong places looking for validation. We go to the wrong places. Why? Because when you don't understand yourself and don't understand how you're wired, you go off of an emotion. You'll go off of what you think you should be doing. And that's why we find ourselves going around and around in a circle or choosing the same men over and over, right? The codependency that a lot of us have is in full-blown operation. And I want to help you and show you how to live your best life in knowing yourself. Because one of the best things, I said one of the best things that you can give yourself is the knowledge about yourself. Knowing yourself so that when you get ready to veer off into that place you know you don't need to go, something inside of you will be like, whoa, 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 uh-uh, uh-uh stop. You'll see that red sign stop because now you understand how you're wired. And when you understand yourself, you can begin to live a life where you can really win big. And so I really want to talk to you today briefly about fatal attraction. I can't do that without segueing to something called soul ties. Now I did tell you before that I might do a sidebar and talk about something or include a spiritual uh, scripture. I might, I might include a spiritual word. Listen, I have to tell you, it's who I am. But it doesn't mean that I can't speak to women at, at large, that I'm just speaking to Christian women. No, I probably will be speaking to a lot of Christian women because they follow me. And then I have a population who are not Christian that follow me. And you know why that is? Because this is the no judgment zone. <laughs> this is the no judgment zone. And so... Thank you for staying with me. This is Sheila Ingram, and this is Bravo with Sheila. Now, today we're going to be, like I said, talking about fatal attraction. I referenced that in order to get the full understanding to you concerning a fatal attraction or fatal attractions, depending on where you've been in your life, where you've walked. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about soul ties. I don't see where I could even discuss with you about fatal attraction without discussing soul ties. Now, some of you may understand what soul ties are. Some of you maybe have never heard of soul ties. Some of you may think that, oh, that's churchy, and some of you may want to turn this podcast off. But before you do that, I'm asking you to wait. I'm not preaching. I'm not uh, trying to change anything about your belief system other than being a woman and I want you to win. Now, I want to share a little bit about soul ties before I segue into federal attraction. You asked me, so Sheila, what is soul ties? Well, uh, most times you'll hear soul ties discussed in women's conferences or women's groups or in a counseling uh, office or even a psychiatrist's office because it's so prominent and so very important in describing what happens to some of us uh, when you become vulnerable to becoming a fatal attraction syndrome statistic. So biblical soul tie definition, all relationships that contain a spiritual component to them. These relationships or soul ties can be formed biologically, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and mentally. Some of these connections are destructive and ungodly and commonly referred to as 
soul ties. Now, what are soul ties? And in, in, in the Bible, you won't find the word soul tie. You just won't. You may ask me, you know, what are soul ties, uh, Sheila, in the Bible? Well, the phrase soul ties is not in the Bible. Rather, the idea of soul ties is a man-made speculation. That's right, a man-made speculation, which comes in which uh, it comes in 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 the form of maybe uh, which some are excuse me teachers and superimposed. Uh, onto scripture in an attempt to explain, simply to explain certain human behaviors. Now, some of us in my opening, I talked about learned behavior and environmental impact. We all were raised in certain areas. We were all raised in certain cultures, but even the culture within the culture of your home becomes a separate culture than uh, your race or the area in where you live. My house and my culture may have, oh, we have to have dinner at Everyone must be at the table in someone else's house. They all take their food and go to different rooms and get in front of the TV. We call that sort of like a subculture of a culture, if for lack of a better term. And so when you talk about soul ties, we, we are talking about there are good soul ties. There are bad, positive, negative soul ties, right? There are soul ties where uh, you get attached to someone who has passed and gone on to um, heaven and their whole room is a full of shrines and this particular person can't move past that and so for years and years and years they have this strong soul tie with this person that has gone on I don't want to talk about that type of soul tie but I just said that as a reference to un make you understand that there are many types of soul ties positive and negative right so what does the Bible say about breaking a soul tie because it's a if it's a negative soul tie you want to break that soul tie which is one of the hardest things for female and men to do when it becomes a personal soul tie where there's been relations so why does and what does the bible say about breaking soul ties well breaking soul ties the bible really does not directly use them and use the term soul tie but say but i heard you it does say the following in in the book of Ephesians chapter 5 verse 31 for this cause here's the here here it is right here shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined okay remember that word joined unto his wife and they shall be what one flesh here we are learning that the connection of souls was created for husband and wives that's what uh, people will tell you that's where people will tell you is the safest soul tie that you could have is with your husband or your wife right but then I got to plug in if that's a negative relationship then it's a negative soul tie I just had to throw that in there so what are types of soul ties soul ties can be put in two basic categories namely godly souls and ungodly soul ties in other words there are good soul ties and bad soul ties now, we want to get in briefly because this is going to move us into fatal attraction. Soul ties are bonds formed between two people through time and vulnerability, right? It talks about, the scripture talks about the one flesh through marriage and sexual intimacy. 
well. Mark 10, 8 says a sexual partner is a one way soul ties can be formed. However, say however, I heard you. <laughs> there are many relationships in which time and vulnerability can develop a soul tie. Yes, vulnerability can tie into everything. So how to break soul ties? Well, acknowledge, confess, and forgive, break, and remove. But I need to move into, I need to move into fatal attraction. I need to move into that portion of this teaching, this podcast, this information, whatever way you want to title it. Listen, this is so very important to women to understand to totally understand how their emotions get tied to someone. Okay, let me give you an example. You're in a mall. You're with your husband. You see this guy, Pat, coming towards you. Your heart starts to go really, really fast because you feel like, I know this guy. But your heart is beaten because some feelings begin to rise up because this person and you were intimate. This used to be an old boyfriend, an old husband, whatever. And because that person is in your presence, females, you have to admit if you've gone through this, you start feeling something funny on the inside. Your heart starts to move, you know, pitter-patter. You, you feel, oh my God, what is it? what's happening? Your emotions are remembering that past relationship. Uh-huh. But you're with your husband. Because that soul tie has not been broken from your emotions, from your spirit, from your soul. It's still beating. The heart of that soul tie is beating. You may not have seen this person in years. That's a good example. And I'm sure as I'm speaking, some of you could say, maybe it wasn't in a mall. Maybe it was in a store, wherever. You can remember this happening to you. And you're like, whoa, I don't still love this guy. What happens is your soul is still tied to this particular individual. Now, fatal attraction syndrome, a false form of love, the synopsis of this mini love lesson that I'm talking about first explores a real life example of this false form of love's deadly attack possibility that then answers what is a fatal attraction. And what is a fatal attraction syndrome? Is there a difference between men and women with this syndrome and what can be done? Absolutely not. Men can have the same feeling, go through the same situation that females go through. So you may not have had a drastic situation where it became a fatal attraction, and maybe you have, and nobody doesn't know. Maybe you went out slashing tires. Maybe you went out pouring sugar in a tank of your ex-lover. Maybe that behavior did pop up, but only you and God knows. All right? All right. I'll be right back. Thank you for staying with me. I am back to conclude our podcast on fatal attraction. I want to ask you a question. Have you ever had a stalker? Have you ever had a relationship that felt eerie? Have you ever had a boyfriend to say, you'll never leave me because I'll kill myself and I'll kill you too? Oh my God. Do you know anyone who have experienced this? Domestic violence uh, cases where men will abuse 
the woman, the mother in the house for fear of her leaving him. If I can't have you, no one else will have you. Listen, fatal attraction. So when you think about fatal attraction, you don't have to necessarily think of it on the level of the movie fatal attraction, although that was a true story, a very true story. It was a deadly attack. Let me tell you a little bit about it. It was dark, dark was just falling and she slowly pulled her car deep into the shadows of the overhanging trees across the street from her lover's house. She looked into a large bay window where his dining table was set for the evening meal. Her furor grew, oh my God, it grew as she watched her lover and his wife and their three children laugh and cheerfully sit down to enjoy a time of family love together. She kept thinking, kill the mother, kill the children, and he will have to turn to me. This woman who did a lot of time in prison, this was her thought. It is said that psychologically when a person gets to the point that they're so desperate like this woman was, it's no longer just a natural ordinary love affair. Now there's a psychiatric, uh, a, a psych, a, I, a, how can I say it? A, a psychiatric type of a psychology uh, issue. It, it's something psychological that's going on that is disconnecting from a person who had a normal life because of this love affair. So when she saw her lover reach over and kiss his wife on the cheek, she put the car in forward gear. In forward gear. Yes, she did. Imagine. Imagine having a relationship <laughs> turning into a brutal murder. Something that is going to totally take your life and your family's life. How do you handle that? How do you deal with that? This woman had lost her mind. This woman had went into a psychiatric situation. Her, her psyche was damaged now because of a soul tie. So she even got full of venom once she saw her so-called one night stand or whoever he was to her, kiss his wife. The more she sat there in her car, her foot stamped down on the accelerator and she took aim with the car. Then at a full power with insane rage, she raced full speed at the bay window. Her last thought once again, if I kill all of us, I will have him with me in eternity. Now, come on now. This woman who had a regular life, who was working, uh, found herself in a situation with this man. And I'm not, I don't have to go through the whole movie because I'm sure many of you saw this movie, Fatal Attraction. This is just a number, one of a number of traumatic and tragic fatal attraction cases. A, a fatal attraction is simply defined as an attraction that can and sometimes does lead to death. This is a fatal attraction syndrome is the question. 
A fatal attraction syndrome is a fairly complicated false love phenomenon involving a very destructive, obsessive, and compulsive pattern of relational behavior. It begins, sisters, it begins when a person first finds themselves, sometimes suddenly very strongly, psychosexually attracted to another person. This is an issue. And I'm giving you this description because when you understand who you are, you will have red signals when you find yourself crossing that barrier. Now, I know you've had relationships, and so have I, where you've uh, loved the person what you thought was love, or maybe you did love the person uh, more than you loved the other one. I mean, those of you who have had more than one relationship, and for those of you who have had only one relationship in your life, I'm giving you a sidebar, kudos. <laughs> you, you, you were chosen, <laughs> obviously, to have this wonderful, blissful, wonderful love and one husband, one male, one boyfriend, where you lived happily ever after. I don't, I don't really know too many people who have had one relationship. I can think, you know, count on one hand that maybe two people that I know, friends of mine that had a high school sweetheart and they got married, they've been with them over 40 years. And that's a whole nother story where that becomes where you're living with a man and because you're married to the man, and, and you're married doesn't mean you're happily married. Sometimes men can be in the house and you can feel lonely. Like there's only you in the house because it's what? It's one off date night has died. There's no more date night. This too leads you to having extramarital affairs with men that pay attention to you. I, I, I'm all over the place. I know I am, but there's so many avenues I could take to talk to you about fatal attraction. Uh, there's a scenario where, um, I won't mention her. She was married for a long time and her husband had what started taking her for granted, right? Stop telling her, Oh, you look nice. You look wonderful today. He stopped doing that. Let's say like a year prior to her when she went to work one morning and was pouring some coffee there at the water tank where you have the coffee set up in the donuts and someone she had been, uh, co-workers with just comes by and says um you look really really hot in that suit you look really really nice in that suit maybe not hot because then that's a disrespectful compliment but has said you know you really look nice today and immediately because she's a female and she and we are wired this way to get compliments to to hear compliments right away she felt something in that compliment that eventually turned into an affair. Now, mind you, her husband is still taking her for granted. And now this soul tie she had has become what? I won't say it's negative, but it's become dull. And so we are wired in such a way, women, that we have to always be aware of our weaknesses. You know, our weaknesses. What is our strengths and our weaknesses? And again, this goes back to your personal temperament. And... I'm sharing this with you because I know I'm speaking to you. I know that you're out there that's listening and saying, wow, some of you may be in tears now because you're in a marriage. You feel trapped. Your husband doesn't acknowledge that you even exist anymore because he's gotten comfortable with the relationship. You're almost on the verge of having an extramarital affair 
But don't do it, my sister, because then you're going to create another soul tie. And it's going to become a negative soul tie because you're not free to be with someone else. So soul ties are on ver various levels. The soul tie situation that you saw uh, on, in the movie, uh, Fatal, I'm sorry, Fatal Attraction, that was a true story. She was just released in uh, 2000, I think, 19 from having this moment. This moment, in other words, how dare you sleep with me? How dare you whisper sweet nothings in my ear? How dare us have pillow talk and all the time it was just for you to have me sexually? Well, women are emotional beings, right? Men are logical. They don't even get it half the time why we feel what we feel. That's why, again, we must understand ourselves. You must understand how you're wired how God wired you, your needs and your wants. Now I can go on forever <laughs> talking about this, you know, as you can hear and feel my passion as I'm speaking to you. Fatal attractions take you nowhere. If you are in a situation right now and you don't know how to get out, <laughs> it's not many people you can even share this with because it's your secret and God's secret and that person secret that you're dealing with. And don't get me wrong, ladies, men go through this same thing. That's why I asked you, have you ever been stalked? Have you ever had someone sit and watch you in this eerie? Have you been to the grocery store and every time you go to the store, you turn around, you see this guy, like at a certain point, you realize it's eerie. Fatal attraction is easy to come by. Maybe not in a situation where you're going to drive your car into the brick house that this woman did when she saw the family sitting at a table and this man she had just slept with kissing his wife and having family time and she's left on the outside. Maybe it's not to that degree, but maybe you're feeling these ill feelings on the inside that someone has taken advantage of you or you've allowed yourself to get in a situation where someone has whispered those sweet nothings in your ear. And because we are wired this way, ladies, we're wired. Listen, in the Garden of Eden, the Lord didn't bring the woman on the scene until the garden was finished. Why? He wanted everything to be set right for us. The beauty of flowers, the beauty, the greenery. You know, everything we do is based on how we're wired and how God feels about us as women. But a lot of us have been in some dysfunctional relationships. And I say us because I'm including me in you because I don't want to point fingers because I'm a female, right? And I want to say that we, a lot of times, short ourselves. We settle after we don't get what we're qualified for. We lower our standard. That's why I say women raising the bar. I'm speaking to you out there. I pray that you will get out of that toxic relationship because this soul tie that you have, because again, you've had relations with this person. When you have relations with a male, the semen has blood in it. And I don't want to get deep on you and talk about the covenant, but those of you who know the Bible, those of you who are believers, you know about the blood covenant. And so that happens to a woman when she gives herself to a man. And women, we have to understand that when we have relationships, huh? when we have a relationship, 
We literally have slept with every woman he slept with. Oh my God. Listen, soul ties are so important to be aware of. You wonder why you can't break free. I'm telling you why. You wonder why you keep saying, I'm not going back to him and you go back. You wonder why you say, I'm not answering his call and you skip the two ones. You ignore the, the first two and then the third. Inside of you, you have to hear his voice. You just got to hear his voice. You have to hear his voice. Soul tie. Soul ties are so very strong. Now, a good soul tie is a soul tie that honors you, that treats you like a queen, that takes care of you, that gives you his black card. <laughs> no, no, scratch that. <laughs> that was just a little fun right there. But yeah, we like to shop. We sure do like to shop. And how many of you out there like to get that money in your hand or that card in your hand to say, here, here's your allowance or here's here, take this. I, I got some extra money. Go shopping. Just go treat yourself. You and the girls go out, have dinner. They treat you like you're a queen. They treat you the way you deserve to be treated. But sometimes women are so used to the dysfunction, they don't know how to, how to cross over to the other side to receive all of the treasures in words and in deeds that we are supposed to have from the other sex. What I'm saying to you, my sisters, is that soul ties can take you out. And if you don't check yourself, if you don't check yourself and don't allow someone to check you, you will eventually continually be pulled down. That relationship is going nowhere fast. Please remember who you are. Remember all that you've done in your life. You are a survivor, but the soul tie is screaming your name. It's very difficult because the relations that you've had with that opposite sex cause a soul, soul to soul tie, very difficult to break because in that soul tie, it has become a covenant, but there's a way out. There is a way out. If you're desiring to break free, you might need some one-on-one -on -one counseling. You might need just another one of your friends and a third party to come in that you trust. Trust me. Don't just share everybody. Don't tell everybody your business. Please don't do that. Because people pretend, and a lot of times women want to see women fall. But I'm here to build you up because I want you to win. I wanted to give you some knowledge about soul ties. I can't counsel you now. I, I mean, this is going out to the general public. I will allow you to email me, Sheila Ingram, the number two, at AOL.com. I will give you my email in case you want to send me a private email for me to send you a private email back. Once again, I've gone over time. I knew I would when I talked about this so important topic, soul ties. There are so many other ways that soul ties grip you and have strongholds on you. Uh, but I'm not even going to open the floor up for myself to speak about it right now because I'll shortchange you in explaining about those other types of soul ties. But I wanted to give you the fatal attraction situation and example so many women are close to a fatal attraction right now they may not get ready or are getting ready to drive their car into the home of their lover they may be getting ready to cut their wrists or take some pills
I'm telling you, this soul tie thing can do some damage to a female's mind, heart, and soul. Anyway, I got to go. Stay tuned next week. I promise to give you a part two of, of what I did last week on the, uh, the podcast. You can go to Spotify or I believe iTunes has it now. Um, I believe it's still on, it's on iTunes now. Um, but you can go back and listen. It's on my Facebook page. Um, you can hit me up on um, IG, on Instagram. It's on my Instagram page. My Instagram name is I am Sheila Ingram. I thank you so much for listening. I thank you so much for receiving my love to you and wanting you to win. Uh, remember that when nothing changes, nothing changes, and you got to make a move. You have to keep on moving. The last thing I want to say to you is expectation low, acceptance high. Guard your heart. Stay tuned for more of Bravo with Sheila, women raising the bar. Ciao.